Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski outside right now. Clear skies, 61 degrees in Buffalo. Vice President Kamala Harris set to be in Buffalo today to talk up the Inflation Reduction Act that was formally signed into law yesterday at the White House. Andy Field tells us the president was looking to do his part yesterday, selling the bill to the American people. Despite Republican criticism, the president insisting the inflation reduction law will eventually reduce inflation. We're going to lower prescription drug costs, lower health insurance costs, Lower energy costs for millions of families. But it won't happen overnight. A problem for Democrats fighting to keep control of the House and Senate with another tough inflation report. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. On Wall Street, though, the Dow logging its worst day since June of 2020. New data showing inflation down compared to a month ago, but still higher than expected. Republican Senator John Thune slamming the White House for celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act amidst the news. They may be taking a victory lap at the White House, but I can tell you one thing, the American people are not, because they are feeling the direct impact of this every single day. The vice president expected in Buffalo this afternoon. Derek Dennis is here with more on that Wall Street drop. When it comes to the overall inflation picture, the Consumer Price Index shows a 0.1% increase in prices last month compared to a flat reading in July. That may seem small, but analysts worry it's a sign inflation is not cooling off. President Biden saying the nation's other economic indicators are all positive. Unemployment's low, jobs are up, manufacturing's good. But Wall Street is concerned about rising interest rates. The Fed next week is expected to raise rates by another three quarters of a percent or more. The Dow lost 4% yesterday. The Nasdaq, 5%. Back home in Buffalo, a 17-year-old Buffalo girl in serious condition. After being stabbed yesterday, police say it happened at the Buffalo School of Culinary Arts on West Huron Street shortly after noon. Detectives said a 16-year-old girl allegedly stabbed the 17-year-old inside of a classroom. The 16-year-old student taken into police custody. The 17-year-old victim transported by ambulance to Oshai Children's Hospital, where she's listed in serious condition. The school put under a shelter in place immediately following the incident. Four months after the top shooting... What comes next for the funds raised to help those directly impacted? WBEN's Tom Puckett is here with that. The application window closes today. Donations for the 514 Survivors Fund will be closed off at the end of this month. What's next? Once the donation period is closed, we will meet. Um, We will understand what is the final amount um, that there is to be distributed. 
and then we'll determine how it's distributed based on the five categories. Reverend Kaiser Pointer says from there, checks will be cut once all legal requirements are in place. It looks like we're going to be able to do most of this electronically so that, um, you know, checks will be drawn for people who just can't take an electronic payment. But um, we will disperse every penny of this fund to those persons who were deemed eligible as victims under the protocol. Pointer says how much each person will get will be determined at a later time. Hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. After being put on hold for over two years, the city of Buffalo announcing yesterday that the Crow Group has resumed construction at the former Trico plant in downtown Buffalo. The $112 million project paused back in March of 2020 following partial demolition. It now resumes with a slightly different focus due to some rising material costs. A new investment partner and $3.7 million in tax incentives from the ECIDA getting work going again. The building set to feature a sixth-floor rooftop terrace with a dog park, smart locks, thermostats, smart package lockers, door-to-door valet trash pickup, too. That would be nice. An indoor parking garage has 240 heated parking spaces. Rents said to start at $1,250 a month Ooh. in the old Trico building. But work getting done there, you might remember work was starting. Right. Seems like a very long time ago because it was over two and a half years ago, now getting underway again. And there's still no deal to tell you about to prevent a railroad strike from happening. Two out of the 12 unions representing conductors and rail workers say it's all about better benefits and a strike could bring the nation's supply chain to a crashing halt if the Friday midnight deadline isn't met. Transportation correspondent Sam Sweeney on what rail companies are doing just in case. Just two days ago, some of these companies stopped accepting hazardous material uh, for shipment. They don't want, for example, chlorine or maybe even coal to be sitting in the back of these rail cars for an extended period of time if there were a strike to happen. Meanwhile, the Biden administration and Congress are watching and waiting to see if all 12 unions representing workers will get on board with the deal to vote, to intervene, and use a federal law that could order workers back on the job. It is historical procession day in London. The Queen's coffin moved from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Hall, where she'll lie in state. The military man responsible for organizing the procession, Major General Christopher Geeka, calls the move from the palace to Westminster Hall our last opportunity to do our duty for the Queen. Rehearsals have taken place earlier this week, and everything is now set. The coffin will be placed on a horse-drawn carriage of the King's Troop Royal House Artillery. Everything has been worked out in fine detail with military precision. Funeral marches composed by Mendelssohn, Beethoven, and Chopin will be played during the procession from the palace to Westminster Hall. Those involved have been preparing since the news first broke of the Queen's death. Horses, too, have undergone special training for the funeral, including how to handle weeping mourners as well as flowers and flags being thrown onto the procession. At Buckingham Palace, Tom Rivers, ABC News, London. All right. And due to the Monday night home opener for the Bills next week, students in the Orchard Park and Frontier School Districts will have a half-day Monday. According to the districts, the decision is for traffic considerations. 
both districts are in high traffic areas near the stadium. Officials say a half day will allow buses to safely return students home before the crush of game traffic in the afternoon. So this has been done before, um, and I think for good reason. If you know game day traffic around the stadium, right, you'd be stuck on that bus for a long time to add in all the school traffic and everything around that same time. People getting home from work, too, it's uh, maybe going to be a mess because we haven't dealt with it. It seems like in a long time, right. but uh, and it's a what seven fifteen kickoff Monday. Yeah, a little earlier than normal, which to, means that parking lots open when like it. It's uh, depends on where you park, right? Stadium lots. Uh, I'm not sure what time stadium lots are, but every different parking lot three. will have I was their thinking different three, time. Joe. Some of them open. I mean, the night before. Some of them open as soon as seven or nine a.m. The stadium lots a little bit later on than that, but three still, o'clock. you have. I mean, it's so much uh, going on at one time, and it's always confusing as to when people are going to show up. In normal Sunday game days, you kind of know when people are going to roll in. Monday night, a 7 o'clock start time, you know, I don't know, anyone's guess. Right. I feel like everybody who's going needs a plan. I mean, more than your regular game day plan. It's a different plan. You should know what you're doing before... Monday rolls around. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. We're looking at partly to mostly sunny skies today. Temperatures topping out in the low to mid 70s. For tonight, mainly clear and cool. Lows in the 40s on Thursday. Mostly sunny with highs in the 60s. We're back in the 70s on Friday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Nick Giamuso is joining us this morning, the owner of VIPTix.com. If you're just thinking about getting tickets for Monday night's Bills home opener, get ready for sticker shock. Right, Nick? I mean, this is your business. What are we looking at? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for having me on, Susan. Um, ticket prices are, uh, you know, they're up there. They're, they're not prices that uh, Buffalonians are, are used to and Bills fans are used to. Um, ticket prices are 270 275 just to get in Highmark Stadium on uh, Monday night. It's incredible, especially because, as you mentioned, we're not used to it, it, it where we come from. I, I mean, put this into perspective for us. A lot of us longtime Bills fans are used to being able to kind of get in there. The home opener was always the most expensive game, but uh, after that, and even the home opener, for a relatively cheap price. You know, I, I can remember going to Josh Allen's first start and thinking like, wow, $50, I don't know, that's the most money I would have ever spent on a Bills ticket at the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I've done uh, so many stories over the years um, on $5 Bills ticket prices um, during the cold weather games, and uh, this is this is kind of unheard of uh, for Bills fans. You know, getting a, a ticket to around $300 to get in is just, un, it's just unheard of, and those are big market prices that we you normally see in new york or chicago or la but uh, not buffalo well did prices jump since the rams game or was it climbing before that you know there was an excitement around this team so the the excitement has been building since uh since last season and uh you know fans feel like this team is for real um there's hope there's hopes of uh, a super bowl appearance and uh but Definitely, since the Thursday night game, ticket prices have jumped up 25%. 
in the secondary market for sure. I mean, fans were, it was an exciting game and uh, prices are indicative of that. It's a little bit strange when you can say, well, I guess it's not strange, Nick, right? It makes sense that the weather plays such a role when you're looking at ticket prices. I mean, I look at the Bills' home schedule and what the get-in price is, and you're talking two to $300 for the cheapest ticket on resale right now for about the first half of the season. And then once you reach late November, they plunge. I mean, they're still more expensive than they used to be, but they go down. And even looking, we were talking last year in January, the super cold weather game, the playoff game against the Patriots, but still it's a playoff game. I mean, it doesn't get more important than that at home, and you can get them for 30 bucks. I mean, weather plays a huge factor. Uh, weather in Buffalo plays a huge factor. I mean, we don't have a dome. Um, it's absolutely a factor. If the first few games, uh, and, and we've got some really good opponents this year. We've got Pittsburgh, Green Bay, and, and, and Minnesota coming in here on the first three games. But then you're right. Prices do slide. And you've got the Jets, Miami, and, and that cold. It'll probably be cold in, in January against New England. Um, but, yeah, for sure. We've got, you know, I can't say it gets any better for Bills fans. Ticket prices for Pittsburgh game are three seventy five and up. Green Bay, four hundred dollars and up. Minnesota at two ninety to three hundred dollars and up just to get in Highmark Stadium. It's it does slide a little bit. We've got uh, Cleveland for about two hundred dollars and then eighty five dollar and a hundred dollar ticket. That's the real value right now. And those games are going to mean something in uh, in December and January if if you can brave the cold. And you're talking about those get-in prices. What about, you know, sideline seats, things like that for some of these games? Well, you know, I was looking at the numbers in, in preparation for this morning, and the lower-level lower level end zone seat just to get in on Monday night is, is 345 just to get in a lower-level seat. Uh, in between the 20-yard lines, 465 to 475, um, is the cheapest in between the 20s. So it's, it's definitely prices that Bills fans are not used to. Yeah, a lot of fans not used to it. Do you have a lot of conversations with fans who call you and they're, you know, what's going on here? You know, why are things so expensive? And I, what I've noticed is a lot of people often confuse the secondary market with what the team will be charging for tickets as if, you know, the team is uh, charging way more than, uh, you know, what they would or what they could. Um, do you have to talk to a lot of fans and be like, listen, supply and demand, baby? Well, we, you know, we deal with all the NFL teams. So we talk to a lot of fans outside this market and, uh, you know, <laughs> they're excited that the, that the bills are winning. And, uh, and that's indicative of, of the prices. So, yeah, I mean, when they're sold out through the box office, your option is the secondary market. And, you know, frankly, our season ticket holders are just not selling tickets for the first few games. The warm weather games, they're just not selling. You're going to see things loosen up, like we talked about, in December and January, because you're apt to see a lot more season ticket holders selling their tickets. Nick, are you better off trying to buy a single ticket, even if you're going with someone, just because you might have a better, a lower price for it. You know, 
uh, I'm looking at prices, and there are really no single seats available that are less than two hundred and sixty nine dollars for for Monday night. It's a it's a tough ticket. There are only usually a, a week before the games. There are about a two thousand to three thousand tickets available for Monday. We're at six hundred and fifty tickets, so it doesn't tell me that prices are going to come down. Yeah, that's the other thing is people want these games. I mean, you bought the games. If you have season tickets, you had uh, tickets you're probably not looking to sell. That's a big part in this, right? People want to actually go to the game, so there's less ticket on the market. People want to go, and we're not seeing many season ticket holders. We've had a few. Now that they realize how much they can get for their tickets and recoup some of their investment, you know, it's a Monday night. Um, and some of we've, we've had some season ticket holders give us a call this week, but not many. When it comes to, um, you know, maybe this year is aside just because the hype is so high, but, you know, typically over the last decade or so, what have you seen in terms of like a primetime premium or, you know, in other words, uh, how much more a game would cost to get into just because it is either Thursday night or a Monday night football game? Well, those national games, those Thursday nights, the the Monday nights, um, the Sunday nights, they've got they've got great appeal, and people want to be there. It's you know for those games under the lights, it's it's a it's they're big games, people want to be there. I you know I took a look at the prices across the league um, for this week's games, and the average ticket price is about one hundred and twenty-two dollars just to get in in the stadium. And uh, this Thursday, we're at two and a half times the average ticket price across the league. We've never been in that area before. All right, Nick, we really appreciate you coming on this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Sure. Nick Giamuso, owner of VIPTix.com. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 